Hello again, and it's very wonderful to have you on the show. Today, we have our roundtable sessions with my temporary but usual <laughs> co-hosts, you know, who are here with me today at the Spirit Life Studios, and um, we're very, very happy to have them. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, today, um, and of course, this is the person of Evangelist Rex and the one and only Pastor Gabriel, you know, which is uh, very, very, it's very lovely to have with you, Pastor Gabriel. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, and uh, Evangelist, so happy to have you here. Thank you very much. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, so on our roundtable session, and I told you, I have a Boxing ring time. Quite a number of things today. Um, I hope you're feeling free. I hope you're feeling blessed because if you are not feeling blessed, you can't handle this session. Um, the session, uh, we, I went online and I saw something very, very amazing when I went online. What I saw, um, I, I actually typed the most frequently asked Christian questions on Google. Wow. And then I saw about 100 questions. And these questions have been asked over the years. And they have been asked even down to, at the height of the pandemic, the, many of these questions were asked. And man, I tell you, man, this is ringside battle. No, not, not ringside battle, right in the ring. Right in the ring. Right in the ring. <laughs> uh, but basically, the questions that I saw are the kind of questions that make me realize that people really, really need the Lord. I mean, people want to know, and I believe that it's not Christians that ask this question. It's people in search of something, people in search of something real. You know, so, so this is ringside today. So we're just going to have fun with this. You know, and um, believing that the anointing is inside of this moment, and it's going to answer someone's question. Uh, yeah, you understand. And it's just going to be a great blessing to us all, my dear sirs. And uh, wow, what a, what a blessing. So, are you ready for the first question? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, my goodness. So, we have the first question uh, with 3,350,000 searches. Wow. Yes, 3,350,000 searches. And guess what the question is? What is love? Wow. <laughs> what is love? So, I mean, we're at ringside right now, and I'm telling you, we have got to open this particular one up. So, can you dig it? Yeah. Yeah, let's look into this particular stuff. Um, so, Evangelist, what is love? I mean, what is straightforward? <laughs> Three million people want to know what love is. What is love? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds funny, right? Yeah, because we actually live in a time where um, it seems like the word I like you is now more powerful than the word I love you mm-hmm. because of how much it has been watered down. Someone can say, I love Pastor Gabriel, I love Professor Toyin, mm. I love my car, I love, yeah. my, my, I love my dog. <laughs> Just yeah. uh, so, what is really love? Mm. From the from the word of God, the Bible makes it clear in the book of Scripture that 
God is love. Beautiful. God is love. So I would say that love is all. It's a personality. The person, the character, the all that the personality of God entails. Is mm. if God were a fabric, the strand, the fibers that are woven in this fabric, they are made of the very material called love. And when we when we won't go further, you see, um, we won't talk about okay, this how do we want okay, God is love, but who then is God? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when, when, you, when you want to understand the character of what love should look like, what you can easily see, you will not see that in a book of Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter 16. I would like us to just look through a, a few verses of it. Mm-hmm. In First Corinthians chapter 13. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. First Corinthians chapter 13. Um, you see, I would like us to look through from verse um, 4. Mm. It says, Love suffers long and is kind. Another translation says, Love is patient mm. and kind. Love is forbearing mm-hmm. and kind. So, love forbears. Love is kind. And then you go on and on and on. And you see that this describes a certain character. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. all these characters you yeah. can easily see <clears throat> in the personality of God. Absolutely. Look at the whole world. After creating the whole world, mm. And then someone he made will still lift up his hand and slap him. Yeah. Someone, I mean, that's Jesus. Yeah, isn't that's it? Jesus. Yeah. Someone, Jesus was had left heaven, have left the comfort of heaven to die for, will still slap him. We, we, when we're born, we didn't know about God from there. Like it's not, it wasn't like when born with Bibles in our hand, when born with. This voice of angels. Um, we're born naturally. When we're born, we're born as sinners who didn't care about God yet, God loved. Okay. That's beautiful. Wow, says, I mean, we, we gotta give. <laughs> <laughs> that, that makes me laugh for joy. <laughs> wow, amen. Amen. So, Pastor Gabriel, what is love? Wow, thank you very much, Pastor. It's okay, really not about to say like yeah. my brother has said. <laughs> no, 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 no. I won't say that. Okay. Wow. Like he has said here, that God is love. Wow. <laughs> so, he already said it. <laughs> ah, God is love. And uh, I really, in fact, I was really blessed by what he said. Mm-hmm. But this is what I will want to say. God, if God is love, then we can also say love is God. Now, it means it is the nature of God to say it's love. But first, I would like to say something about what love is not and what these millions of people who have searched for this thing have mistaken to be love. You know, many people mistake it to be feeling. But the truth is, love is not feeling. But there is feeling inside of love. Yeah. Wow. Now, wow. Wow. Now, That's just love. People may also say that love is in sacrifice, is in giving when you give out things. But even those who hate you can give you something. When the fisherman gives a bait to the fish, it is not.
not done out of love. Yes, it's actually given to get more back. Yeah. Selfishness. Yeah. So, <laughs> you can't say love is selfishness. Love to be passion, just passion. But you can't just say love is passion, but there is passion also inside of love. Yes, sir. Now, then, what is love by all of these things? We are going to look at, let us look at love from the perspective of the Bible, what um, the, the Bible says about it. He said, Charity never fails, that is, love never fails. Mm-hmm. Now, it hopes. It suffers long, which means that love is unconditional. It means that no matter what happens, love is there. So I can say love is a choice. The choice to forgo everything. So irrespective of what you're doing right or wrong, it is not dependent on what the person is doing to you. You just choose to love the person. So for example, God loved us not because of what we have done. Whether we are good or we are bad. It doesn't change the love of God. And that is the love of God. So any other thing void of unconditionality is not love. Because God is the standard for love. Amen. Thank you. Wow. Wow. Amen. Yeah. I mean, now you've said all of this. <laughs> I mean, now you've said all of these things. What more shall we say? You know? Uh, and every time... I, I think somehow I have a feeling. I have a feeling that our audiences all over the world will not be surprised to hear that God is love. Yes, sir. That's true. Yes, sir. They will not be surprised to hear that God is love because that must probably be the most used explanation for what is love. Especially when you are asking a believing one. You're asking one who believes on Jesus Christ and the Bible. You know, and every time we say God is love, the next question is, what does that really even mean? You know, we often tend to attribute love um, by the way one likes to be loved. When we say God is love, then you must understand that God has a language of love. That's what he's trying to tell you. That I have a way of loving. If you had um, a lady whom you were in a relationship with, or your wife that you're married to, and the woman likes to be hugged every morning, but you are not a hugger. You are more like a waver. (laughs) <laughs> you're the waving kind of man so you just wave hey hi hon cheers and then you give her everything she needs everything she wants and everything she could ever ask for chances are that the more you give the less happy she'll become I mean we've had so many stories like that yes, of huh? people who said that um they were no longer interested in a marriage or a courtship because they felt like the person didn't love them. Then the person says, but I give you everything. I mean, 
mean? You have a car, you have a house, you have a this, you have a that. Do you like money? Do you like this? And the lady looks at him and says, no, stupid. That's not what I'm, I want. I just want you to be around. <laughs> you mean that's all you want me to be around? Now then the person says, but I can't give you that. Then you don't love me. So love is not how we describe it. When we say God is love, what God is trying to tell us is that I'm love. I have a way that I like to love and a way that I like to be loved. Mm, As well. We understand the character of God's in-working nature of love. But what is God's love language? What I think we just talked about was the nature of God's love working in the heart that is yielded to him through the Holy Spirit. So you say love is patient. Love is kind. These are the things you will see and experience from God and from a Christian. If they are walking in the language of love, that's the characteristic of love. But that's not the language of love itself. Mm. Mm. Wow. <laughs> so we should go deeper. Eh? Yes, <laughs> okay, so let's look at this. So what's God's love language? You know, one time I went to visit a precious mentor of mine, the Bishop of the Church of God Mission International. And um, I went to visit him with my beloved one. When we got there, he looked and he said, I want to ask you a question. I said, what is it? Then he said to me, he said, what is her love language? And then I told him her love language. And then he came to her and he said, what is his love language? (laughs) And then she mentioned mentioned it. And then he said, if this is all you do for the rest of your life, you will never have a fight, you will never have a quarrel, and you will always be happy. He said, I learned my wife's love language and we have never had a fight. We have never had a problem. We have never had a challenge. We have we 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 are just like we just met the first time because I know exactly what makes her feel loved. And I stick to it. It doesn't change really. <laughs> it doesn't change. Wow. Yeah, it doesn't change. It's, it's, it's not it's not like government that come and go. This is it once it's if it's your love language, that's what it is. It doesn't change. And the Bible teaches us that God does not change. So God's love language is unchangeable yes, and eternal in its nature. Wow. So when you say what is love, you are as well asking what is God's love language. Matthew chapter, um, John chapter 14 verse 15 <clears throat> says something very amazing. If you love me, keep my commandments. I mean, if I were to love someone, so, so, so loving God is not feeling around God. It has nothing to do with your feelings, like you said, Pastor. But your feelings are involved. However, God calls love acting on his word. If you love me, do what I say. We are good. The system is okay. If you love me, do what I say. Don't 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 love me and cry. And this is how we do when we say we love God. You just come, we just put on music. Let's 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 put on this music right here, you know. And then 
while the music is just on. Hey, look, let me tell you something. You have not loved him. He doesn't feel love. It feels like you're giving him everything and escaping what he wants as love. Wow. Yeah. You're giving him everything, but his own love language, you're not giving it to him. That's what the Bible says. And you know, the Jews used to do this in the past. Not to say that they don't do this in the present, but in the Bible, Isaiah prophesied and said, If that correctly have I said that these people love me with their lips, worship me with their lips, but their hearts are far away from me. How do you love the Lord with all your heart? God is an action God. Wow. Wow. God is an action God. I think first Samuel, maybe chapter two or chapter three, verse two. It's one of those scriptures that I think we're we're, we're gonna love. Let's let's flip over to it. And and you all over the world, why don't you join me and check it out? Check it out. God is an action God. That's that's worth saying amen to. Look at this. In first Samuel chapter two and verse three, check out what it says. It says are you there? Yes, sir. yes, sir. Now, check it out. It says, talk no more so exceeding proudly. Let not arrogancy come out of your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him, actions are weighed. Wow. Don't come here and tell me you love me if you can't speak my language. You can't speak my language of love. You see, that's how come we never just get to get married to the first person we meet immediately. Because the reason why you both don't understand each other is that there is something about your language the person doesn't get. And it's not your words. It's that you just want someone to tell you, you are wonderful. You're my hero. And all the person does is, can you buy me this? (laughs) (laughs) But they didn't know that if they just told you, you're my hero, you get everything. God's love language is acting on his word. So when you say, what is love? In the faith, loving God is doing what he tells us to do. In his word, in the Bible, by the voice. Especially obeying the words of Jesus Christ. Especially obeying the words of Jesus Christ. This is love. Let's look at something else. I mean, we gotta finish on this because maybe we're gonna go ringside with maybe two or three of these things. Amen. Amen. Now let's look at first John. Wow, God bless you, God bless you. Thank you very much. Let's look at first John chapter three. First John chapter three. It's going well, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> let's check out something. This is one of the most emphatic places to answer the question of love. Um, the book of John, First John and, and Second John. John was was the apostle, the prophet of love, as a matter of fact. You know, no one understood love more than John. And and look what he says. Oh, this is so amazing. Now let's look at verse. Oh, wow. Verse ten. It says, "In this, the children of God are manifest." This is how we know God's kids. And the children of the devil. So we are about to find out who's a Christian. It's 
Uh, who's a believer and who's not right now? This one verse settles the argument forever. And thank God he didn't say one who goes to church. As vital and as important as that is, it says, whoever does not righteousness is not of God. Neither he that loveth his brother. Wow. Simple. You are not a Christian. Heal the sick, raise the dead. This is all that even the Antichrist can do. Yes, sir. <laughs> Whoever that doesn't do righteousness. How do you do righteousness? To do righteousness is to live on the word. Yes, sir. Righteousness is actually being made right so that you can live right by the word through the Spirit. That's, that's my definition of righteousness. Be made right by God so that you can do right by the Spirit through the Word. You can act right on God's Word. There is no possibility of living by the Word without God making you right. Yes, sir. If He doesn't make you right, you'll be wrong forever. Wow. <laughs> Have you seen people who have honest intentions and still make mistakes? Yes, yes sir. Yeah. You can be honestly wrong. <laughs> Isn't it? Yes, sir. You can be truthfully wrong. Do you get that? Yes, sir. Yeah. You can be wholeheartedly mistaken. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, sir. You can be lovingly wicked. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. You don't know. Yes, sir. Yeah. Ah, you can be lovingly wicked. You see some parents who love their children to wickedness. You will never let that child live his life <laughs> you love them to death yeah you killed the whole child seen some before oh yeah then you wonder why the kid becomes when when they have the moment to be free from you oh they go wild oh they go crazy because you love them to death you're wicked so now moving on from there <laughs> now i oh. like what the 11th verse says you know, so, so, so we know that one is not a, that the child of God is manifest when he loves his brother. And if he doesn't love his brother, who is your brother? That's the question. Who's your brother? Is it by blood? Is it by Christianity? Jesus said, Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Your brother is everyone who you meet. Wow. Because Christ paid for them. Whether they are of the same faith or not of the same faith, love your brother. You must give priority to those of the household of faith. Yes, sir. For love your brother. Wow. Now look at this. Verse 11. I like it. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning that we should love one another. The first message of God from the beginning was the message of not. Loving some invisible thing of loving one another. Christ Jesus said, This is my commandment that you love one another, that your joy may be full. Maybe the reason you're just not happy is because you don't love others. You're waiting for who love you. Right. Look again, look again at what, what this man calls love. I'm going to love this one. Verse 13. 
Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. That's how we know that we have the new life. Mm. We don't know that we have the new life because we speak in a heavenly language. No, 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 no. We don't know, you know, that's a gunshot wound right there to the heart. I tell you. <laughs> Maybe we should just shoot it. <laughs> you know, that's a gunshot wound right there to the heart. Some people listening will probably switch it off. We don't know that we have moved to life because we can preach a certain message that tells us we are free. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm. No, we don't know. This is we know that we have the new life in Christ. When we love the brethren, yes, sir. That is so powerful. It's really, really powerful. Powerful. Mm. Now look at the 14th verse. It says, we continue on the 14th. He that loves not his brother abides in death. Hey! That's, there's nothing stronger than this. There's, there's just nothing stronger than this. That's a slap in the cheek. If you don't love your brother, <laughs> you abide in death. Don't even start saying he's a lie. Don't even start saying, no, I'm, I'm in that's, life. That's not, that's not what exactly means. Yeah, mm. don't even start saying that, no, how can they say that? How can you say that? Is, is, is it easy to love everybody? But you ask, what is love? <laughs> <laughs> wow. And we're telling you, we're telling you, love in your brother, not for classic reasons, not for material reasons, mm. but loving for love's sake. Loving for Christ's sake. Loving because we were made for love. I remember listening um, to one particular lady, very wonderful doctor. Um, she she she's a neuro something 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 something. But she said something that shocked me. She said that when you look at the human system. It looks like man was made and structured for love. People are healthy to the extent that they are what they love. When you have love all around you, you don't you can't be poor. You will never be poor if you have love around you. You never eat and it wouldn't be enough. Love destroys all of you. Once there is love in your life. The missing ingredient is love. When you say, what is love? Oh my goodness. You are answering that question. So you are living in death. You surely die physically and spiritually. <laughs> Especially spiritually. It's such a big thing. I want to show you another thing now. Verse 15. You, you think that's the worst of it. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer. You kill And you know that no murderer has eternal life. Settled. It's settled this, forever, oh Lord. Is, this is Big Bang. <laughs> you have no eternal life. You don't confess I got eternal life in me, glory to God. Mm. Beautiful. You've said it, but you don't got it. Because you don't love. You make the mistake of hating a Muslim and see how you lack eternal life. Wow. 
You make the mistake of hating a president. And see how that you don't have eternal life. You know, it's going to be scary. You stand that day and say, oh, all the goats come this way. <laughs> wow. <laughs> all the sheep come this way. And then, oh my God. I, I, was, I, was, I was listening to a message recently uh, on Seedrock. And the, the lady had a divine experience. She was taken to heaven. And she was, she was before the judgment. And when I, was, when I had my divine experience, that was not what I saw. But, but she, said, she said that Jesus said he will ask you this one question before you enter into heaven. Have you learned to love? Did you learn to love? And you cannot answer it in pretense in front of you. She said, Jesus said, I will ask this, just this question to my children. Did you learn to love? So what is love? <laughs> you, you think you have a right to hate people. I, I hate Arabs. I, I hate white people. I, I hate black people. I hate this religion, this creed, this one. I hate that person for what they've done to me. Well, it's simple. You don't have eternal life. You're surely going to hell, man. That's just amazing. Now, then he tells us how to love your brethren. Because, you know, after that, we, start, we, can, we can take this whole thing the wrong way. Yeah. You know that, right? Yeah. We can so, take this whole yeah. thing the wrong way. Mm. Now, he goes right there. Look at this. Verse 17. Now, if I, let's, go, let's go to verse 16. This is how we can sense the love of God. This is how we can sense it. This is how we feel the love of God. The word perceive. So you want to feel love. You want to feel God's love. Now he's about to tell us how to feel God's love. Yes, sir. Mm. Because he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Hey. Ah. What is he trying to say? Live for others. And you will feel God's love. Wow. <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> now we can drink water now. <laughs> to swallow it down. I mean, push it down. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What do you think about that? This is really mind blowing. It's, it's mind blowing. Yeah. This is you versus the word of God. Mm-hmm. Either you take it, you take it or you throw the Bible away. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, uh, one great man of God said, you can't be the same after hearing the truth. Yes. You either get sad, get mad, or you or get, get glad. glad. But you never, <laughs> never be the same. I <laughs> You're either sad, you are mad, or you are glad, but you never be the same. You never. And, and I guess it's because we don't like to believe that something is just wrong with how you love. Something is wrong with how you see the world. Yeah. That's why we have divorces every day. Yes, sir. That's why we have home breakages. That's why we have relationships shattering. Because we don't love. We don't know what it means to love. He says you feel the love of God. You feel God's hug. You feel God's mighty presence. If you simply live for others, I repent today. I repent If you live for others, are you living for others? Are you living for others? Are you living for others? Now, you may ask, how do I live for others? 
<laughs> the answer is in the next verse. <laughs> verse 17, look at it. But anyone who has these walls good. Huh? And sees his brother have need and shuts up his bowels of compassion from him. How dwelleth the love of God in him? Mm. You know, you know how you shut up your bowels of compassion by just not giving. Yeah. By not you have this world's good. This is the problem. We often assume that this world's good is only material things. About your time, it is this world's good because there is no time after now. Your time is this world's good. Anything that lives under the heaven, given to you as a resource, is this world's good, material or immaterial. As long as it is needed to support life, do you see that? Yes, as long as it is needed to support life on earth, it is this world's. Good. Can you name some? Name, name, name three. Attention. Hey. Name another one. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Name another one. Not easy for you to name. Ah, yeah. You don't even know the resources you have. Be patient with others. Patience. Okay. Thank you. What about you, Evangelist? Talk about tolerance. Talk about tolerance. Mm-hmm. Tolerating others and him. Counsel sometimes mm. just talk where to talk to you talk to people mm-hmm. you know and then your words your words are this words good mm. and what else this is quite good <laughs> so we don't know what we have what do I have as this world's good a smile wow. my smile my smile is the difference it makes such a great difference. My attitude towards other people's weakness. Tolerance. For other people. A hug is a great resource. Wow. Mm. <laughs> Just being there to be the shoulder for one to cry upon. A hanky when one is in tears or sweating. Change. Leaving the change for a boss man. <laughs> wow, that sounds... Uh, I mean, I'm not saying every day, but yeah, I mean, as the spirit leads, but yes, whatever, man. I'm just saying. Exactly. If you see the need, he says it here. He says, how can you have this world too? And you see, see, you see, you see. If you don't see the need, there's no judgment on you. Yes, sir. If you don't see the need, you've done nothing. No love lost. But you see the need and you shut the bowels of compassion. <laughs> you see, I've been giving you every day. You beg too much. <laughs> Wow, you know, I, I'm repenting as I speak right now because there's this man that yesterday he came to me and he said, "Oh, brother, please can you help me?" I said, "I'm in this, I'm in this." I just started to be polite. I, I, I felt so bad. I felt so bad because yes, now my own message that I preach, I had just gone against it. 
How many days? Why are you always hungry? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something just wow. came to my mind. What's that? You know. You know somehow people have been so trained to be selfish that they don't see other people's needs. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Many times. Mm-hmm. Many times. Mm-hmm. You know, I was talking to a group of people one time in Calabar and I was telling them uh, I was saying that you know that night uh, it was an Hamatan period, that night in my room I had a bed. I had a duvet to wrap and I was still really cold mm-hmm. and I came out the next morning. I was feeling some way and I was talking to them. I was gonna say was cold. And then I do you ever think of the homeless person that slept outside without the wow. bed? Did it ever of that night as I was in my bed shivering? And I, I remembered somebody I had seen, a homeless person I had seen on the road while I was going about my business that day. As I saw him, I, I just felt this guy is homeless. And that night I was just thinking, how cold. Yeah, we, but mm. I realized that the guys I was talking to, like, it's a concept. It didn't occur to them. It didn't occur to them. So, mm. it, it, it's also really important not only to say, ah, I'm going to, since I did not see the need. You say, you say let us lift up our hands this morning and give Lord God praise. There are people outside who are in worse conditions, and God has kept you. Just give the Lord thanks. <laughs> Like, 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 look at what you're saying. Look at what God is wanting. Look at what you're thanking me for. That you are better than others. That's what you are thanking me for. You are not thanking me that you are an instrument. An agent of my love. You are thanking me. Just like that same Pharisee that Jesus said that two men went to pray. One was a man who felt he was a sin and the other was a man who felt he was a sin. And what did he say? He said, I thank you that I'm not like that idiot right there. I'm not like that man right there. You know, a living dog is better than a dead lion. I'm better than him. That is exactly how we pray. Thank you. People are in worse conditions. I just want to say thank you. I'm not complaining. You think that's Thanksgiving? You've not given thanks. You're proud. No, you haven't given thanks. If you want to give thanks, you say we want to thank God who has made us able. He says he has made us meet to be what? Agents of love. Agents of change. Father, I thank you. There are people who have not eaten. Father, I thank you. There are people who have not drank anything today. Thank you for the small coke we can afford. We give you the praise for the chips and burger. We are just grateful, Lord. We know there are people who eat from the trash. Look at what you are saying. What are you telling God? What are you telling God? He should step down from heaven and feed them. Hey, people are wild. People are wild. People though. are wild. Though. Oh my goodness. Mm. Mercy. Yeah. 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 Look at what it says in the 18th verse. I love this. My little children. Yes. Yes, daddy. Yes. <laughs> yes, daddy. Wow. My little children. Yes, daddy. Let us not love in words. Yes, sir. Look at this. If we only learned this even in our own marriages, life will be better. Yes, Let us not love in word, neither in tongue. Hey, what's the difference between word and tongue? In language. <laughs> wow. Don't use sweet Cognomy. words. Do you, you want to use sweet 
words to move my heart. You know, baby. Mm. Yeah. The I saw it last night. <laughs> and you were the brightness of the night as I walked. <laughs> Whenever I think about you, my heart stops for a minute. Wow. Because you are the clock in my heart. <laughs> Distance from you is a barrier. <laughs> <laughs> did you know? Did you know? We, we tried. That's called flattery. Yes, that's tongue. You start using a language to flatter the heart. Yes, sir. We assume God can be flattered. It is our assumption as believers that God Almighty can mm. be flattered. I want to tell you something: God cannot be mocked. Yes, no, you can't flatter God. You 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 can't you can't not live by God's word. You see, His love language is doing what He says. Yes. You can't not live by God's word. And you just say, you know, He knows that I love Him. And then you're kneeling down, you're crying, and you're like, Lord, I can't do without you. You know, you everything to me. And then you just start singing, You are good, hallelujah, you are good. No, no, that's not love. That's not love. You, you can't take an American version of love and call it love. Mm. An American church version of love. You're just singing, dancing, clapping, and ignoring the rest of the world. Emotional highs. Mm. It's not what the whole world's looking for. Yeah. Emotional highs. You just want to say, I just, you know, while just thinking about it yesterday night, the Lord just spoke to my soul, and I just, I just began to feel this love right in the car, and I felt like someone was hugging me right there in the heart. You know what? Step out of the car and go hug someone. Stop, 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 stop telling us all these kinds of things, eh? Stop telling us we are not moved anymore. We, we are not impressed because we realize that God is not impressed by all this tongue worship. You're giving God tongue. <laughs> You're giving him tongue. If God decided to tongue you back in, <laughs> you just read the song of Solomon and see. See what God can say. You see that God's love language. He says, take me into your inner chamber. For your love is better than wine. He says, hey, love is stronger than death. If God should tell you something, eh, you think you know something. Eh? You think you know something. You think you're the only one that can use words to cover up your lack of love. You're not the only one that can use love. He says, let us not love in word, neither in tongue. Don't say I love you. Only. It's not that it's not important. It's not that it's not good. These things are good in their place. If you do what is meant to be done. That is, if you act on God's word, then your words and your tongue mean something. But even if you never told God you love Him, but you did His word, you have yes, said it. You have yes, said it. Yes, sir. There's no place in the Bible that God says, Tell me you love me. Yes, God's not insecure. Mm. You think God has some inferiority complex somewhere? He's looking for who loves Him. Mm. And it's like, Oh, this person never says they love me. Look at this person. Oh, no. Why? 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 I want to be sure. He didn't tell me this morning. Hey! Never. God's never like that. God's not like that. He says, but we should love in action, in deed, in things that we do. Corresponding action to the love of God, which is inside of our heart. He said, and in truth. What is in truth? In the word. Love according to God's standard. Love by God's word. Love by the truth. The truth. The truth. Oh my goodness. 
Then he goes on because he knew that the word loving indeed and in truth, in truth is more complex than indeed. We know what it means to love indeed. Love with your actions. Do you understand that? But now he goes to explain what indeed is in verse 19. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. So loving in truth is loving from the heart. Mm. Wow. No, no, let's go on. Let's go on. Then it continues. For if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence towards God. That's how we know we're in truth. There's a reason we lack confidence before God because we just wouldn't act on His word. We want to do things the way we feel it should be done, but that's not how it works. I like the 22nd verse. Check this out, guys. Check this out. Oh my God. Look at the 22nd verse. And whatever we ask, we receive because we keep His commandments. And do those things that are pleasing in His and this is the commandment thank you jesus thank only you, one jesus. commandment look at it look at it that we should believe in the name of the son jesus and love one another <laughs> can you handle the truth <laughs> wow that's just wonderful wow it's just such a blessing Christ and his word are one. Yes, sir. First John chapter 4 verse 7. It says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God. This is how you know you are born again. When Jesus was talking about born again, he was not just talking about receiving a life that makes you go to church. Even rats live in churches, you know. Yes, yes sir. <laughs> Insects go to church. They're not church ants. They don't become born again because they've been in the building. He shows us how. He says, everyone that loveth is born of God. Everyone that loveth is born of God. Do you see that? Yes, sir. He says, in this was manifested the love of God toward us. Because God sent his only begotten son. Uh, in fact, let's go to the 8th verse. And that's where we can stop here. He that doesn't love does not know God. At this point, so if you... And then look at the answer. Look at this. I'm coming to you, Pastor. He said, he that loveth not doesn't know God. Because God is love. Do you see that? That's the part we always miss. We leave that part out. If you don't love, you don't know God. We keep going to God is love. That's how come we cannot explain that term, God is love. That's why it's complex. Because he's trying to tell you that if you don't love others, you don't know God. So you can understand the meaning of God is love. What do you think about this, Pastor Gate? Wow. <laughs> it's, it, it has been, our definitions have always been one-sided. Mm-hmm. But right now, I now understand the love language of God. Mm-hmm. That your test, the proof that you 
that you love God is when you do what He says mm-hmm. in the manner He wants you to do. Mm-hmm. And I love those uh, explanations that He gave, those uh, examples. Mm-hmm. For example, a lady who needs attention, even though there are all the good things of life in the house, she wouldn't still be satisfied. Mm-hmm. It's like having all the food, eating all the food. Yes, mm-hmm. there's no water to point the test or swallow the food down. Yeah. So that makes people to do all manner of things. Yeah. But here, in fact, I love the way the Apostle John wrote everything down under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really, really amazing that our love is made manifest. Our love is shown through how we love those that we can see. Mm-hmm. Not just by professing that we love God. And truly, I have just been thinking about the Word of God. There is no place God say, tell me you love me. Mm-hmm. But it has been all about emotions when we come before God and mm-hmm. we say, Lord, we love you, we love yeah. you. But he says, that is not even what makes us the children of God. That's not what makes us to be born again. Mm-hmm. What makes us born again is when we show the same love. We express it to everyone. You yeah. know, this thing you just said, hold on a minute. It, it, now I fully, I believe I fully. I'm sure I'll still understand another four parts. <laughs> now I believe that I fully understand when the Bible says faith works by love. I think I understand when the Bible says faith works by love. I think I understand that. Because faith is not a feeling. It's more than a feeling. And we have just found out that love is not a feeling. It's more than a feeling. And once you have love at work, that means love and faith are one and the same. Because it's all about doing the word. Yes, sir. It's all about doing, acting on God's word. That is yes, all that faith is. Mm. Acting on God's word. You know, then now I think that all this faith talk sometimes, you just talk something you don't do. That's not true. Say, I got the life of God in me. But he tells you how you have the life of God. Yes. Yes. He said, if you don't love others, you don't have the life, the life of, of God. God. Wow. You can't confess your way out of doing God's work. Mm. You can't confess your way out of doing God's work. The angels will be wondering, what's this one doing? Mm. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, where wow. do you think you're going with this? Like, like how far? How far do you think you're going to go? When you're done talking, you arrive at the point that you haven't done the will of God. See, that's where you arrive at. Amen. 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 Beautiful. Wow. First evangelist, so what do you think? Actually, this um, the Apostle John Mm. actually just made it so explicit. Like it's not there's nothing like uh, what the Bible is trying to say. (laughs) QED. So the this what we're trying to say is that this represents no tax reality. Yeah. There. Yeah. This is you and this is the word. Mm-hmm. You either be glad, be mad, or be sad. Yeah. You mm-hmm. either take it or you take it. But the beautiful thing is God has really nothing to lose yeah. if you reject yeah. He wishes that you be part of the family. Yeah. But God cannot be less. If God, if, if, if God has 
the ability to be less or more, depending on our response. Mm-hmm. Then God stop being God because one of his character is that he is the same. Yesterday, ah. today, forever. The same. So he cannot increase, he cannot reduce, he cannot love you more or love you less. Yeah. yeah. But you, you, you can lose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Our audience all over the world, if you reject the way, you can lose. You can lose. Maybe you have lost. If you're hearing this, mm-hmm. whether you have lost or not, thank God you're still alive. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Thank God there is still there's still a chance. Yeah. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Amen. And and you know something that, that speaks to my soul most amazingly. I think as John was writing this. He could still feel love for the people. Yes, sir. So, you know, because at some point it feels like this is going to point you right down to your bones. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna like go right down to your bones and just tell you, man, you just don't love. Yes, sir. Like, like you just don't love, and it's all about love. Yes, sir. Like Jesus Christ came to this world because of love. He was sent because of love. He could have sent us a love letter, you know, and written it in the sky, and we'll just have it on one side of the sky, and every generation you could see. He could have written us a letter, letters from God. But but he sent us an action word. He sent us his son who came to do something, give something. He did some he did everything. He gave everything and he left everything. So that you can be everything, have everything, and get everything. I mean, think about that. Wow. Here's what John says. He says it's so hard for me. God is greater than you. That means God loves you anyway. That means it means something that today what we enjoy is because of God's love. He's great. He never stops loving. Yes, sir. Just because your heart condemns. And if your heart condemns you, well, maybe you should just walk in love. You yeah, know? yeah. There's a certain expression a very wonderful man of God yeah. gave one time. He said, "When the word of God rubs you the wrong way, it's like a, it's like hitting a car. And if the car is turned the wrong way, you know, instead of the the force to relax, there will be all coming up. Say, when the word of God rubs you, you say, you know, God doesn't need to stop. Just turn around. It's going to go that well. Just turn around. It's going to go that well. Praise God. That's just amazing. So I think that's the one question we can answer today. And I believe that um, it, it's a great one for the audience. Maybe tomorrow, um, right in the ring, we're going to meet with this particular stuff. Um, the, the second question that 2,240,000 people all over the world ask is, what is the Bible? Powerful. Yeah, Powerful. what is the Bible? I think we have a one-minute answer to that. The Bible is a collection of books inspired by God. <laughs> so, we've answered two questions, so we have three left. We have some left. We have about 90, something left. Um, but we'll answer the few ones we can. The next one asked by 1,220,000 people is, who is Jesus? That's a great question to ask. Yeah, it's a great question to ask. And we will come back to that maybe in the next session. It's been wonderful, and we have had quite a great, great time. Thank you again, um, Evangelist Rex. Thank you, Thank you again, Pastor Gabriel. Thank you very and much. And God time. bless you to those of you listening. Um, you know, the last episode we had, we had a little bit of technical error. Um, it can only get better. That does not mean that you shouldn't subscribe. And that does not mean that you shouldn't follow. 
And that does not mean that you shouldn't tell others. <laughs> the mistakes are part of God's grace to us. You know, and uh, we want to bless God and we want to pray for you right now. And we pray that the love of God, the practical love of God will be shown in your heart. Amen. That the light of God's love will shine in your heart in the name of Jesus. Amen. We pray that you walk in God's love. We pray that God's love right now will reach right into every condition of your life. I pray that in the name of Jesus, the word of God will soften your heart to walk in his love. Amen. Turn you around. Amen. And cause you to be a light in darkness. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. God bless you. Again and again in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.